Tomahawk. Quick shout out to our listeners. Thank you for listening. Well, since the last episode, the Hawks have lost four games. They have recently lost to the New York Rangers. The game before, they lost to the Wild and lost to the Golden Knights. And last time we talked, uh, I was predicting Ovi would get his 800th goal, and he did. So good for me. Good for Ovi. Uh, Very incredible career. He's one goal away from Gordie Howe. I think he will do it very soon. And then uh, all eyes on number 99. So let's see uh, Let's see in the next couple seasons if he could do it. But uh, in the last three losing games, uh, the Hawks have only scored one goal a game. That's That's got to change if you're going to compete in the NHL. It's, it's almost embarrassing at this point. But uh, tons of mental mistakes. Not sure what our our defense are thinking at times. Uh, Caleb Jones, Jack Johnson. It just I feel like sometimes they get lost, and it's you can't recover, and they leave their partner out to dry for an odd man rush, and you feel bad for our goaltending because honestly I think they're not that bad this season. Uh, Soderblom has I thought been very decent. Uh, he's showing some promise, and uh, he recently was sent down. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but you know what? The Rangers absolutely embarrassed the Hawks last game. It was a 7-1 victory for the Rangers. Uh, for me, it was a statement game for the Rangers. They were really embarrassed with how they played in that game about two weeks ago. Uh, Jacob Truba was laying some big hits down. Uh, I think he fought with Taves and uh, Kyra. And he was just trying to spark his team. And uh, you know what? I think since that game, they have won seven straight, including the win against the Blackhawks. But before that, they've lost. uh, Actually, when they lost to the Blackhawks, they went on an incredible. Actually, they're on their incredible run. But they they won, won their last six games. The Hawks, since beating the Rangers have lost their last six games. So it's almost a little tale of two teams, one spiraling down the Blackhawks and the Rangers kind of found their game. Um, Going back to Soderblom, he was sent down. I think it's the right move. Uh, they got uh, uh, Stalock back. You know, just put this guy in there. He's got more NHL experience. Let him get lit up. Uh, we got to get Soderblom's confidence back up in Rockford, and you know what? He showed he showed a lot of promise. I think it's a good goalie to to build off of. I know they have some goalies in the pipeline, but this guy getting the experience was huge. I, the, the game I went to against the Jets, he was the best player, definitely for the Blackhawks. And um, I think uh, it's the right move. He'll get he'll get some confidence down there. He'll get some defense that actually plays defense in front of him. And Rockford's a good team right now, and they obviously Lucas Reichel's tearing it up down there, and I'm excited for his future. But I think he'll he'll probably stay. He'll maybe get called a couple more times, called up. But I think the right the right time is the right move and time right now is just to develop down there, get confidence, and next year go for a roster spot. Uh, on the positive side of the Rangers' loss, um, I think. Well. You know, you never want to see an ugly loss like that. But our coach, uh, Luke Richardson, he's very, you know, he's different than Jeremy Colleton. This guy seems to care. He He's not, he's got a 
good personality. I know losing's terrible, but the the players seem to like to play for this guy. I think that it was the right coaching move for the Hawks, and I think he's going to really help this team develop in the future. And another thing, Kane and Taves played their 1,000th game together, which is incredible. I mean, I remember these guys started out together. I think Taves missed the first two games of his rookie year with like a broken thumb or something. Um, and, you know, he came back third game of the season. He scored on his first shot against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, I think it was Nabokov. And I remember going to the first game uh, where Kane played against the Red Wings. He didn't get any points, but he, he scored one of the nicest shootout backhand goals over the pad of Dominic Koshik, former Blackhawk, actually. Uh, these guys are incredible. Three cups together. You know, it, it's like a love-hate relationship with those guys. Sometimes they're, according to them, they're like a married couple. They fight, they argue. and But, you know, you could tell they grew up together. They love the city. They love the team, love the fans. Uh, you know, it's, it's been an incredible run. Time flies. You know, I think, um, I, I hope that they can finish their careers together. All signs are pointing that they might not, but the last Hawks to do that were actually Keith and Siebes. I think they played over a thousand fifty or 49 games, which is unbelievable. These two might be able to do it, but who knows? We'll see at the deadline. Uh, in some other news, I know Mike hates this subject, but we we have to talk about it. It's it's actually um, on the he- top headline of the fourth period uh, website, hockey rumor site that I've been looking at for years now. Uh, Dave Pegnata said that Jonathan Taves is now drawing tons of interest from the Boston Bruins and the Colorado Avalanche. I'm not sure what how the Colorado Avalanche could you know, even afford Kane or Taves. I know Kane has been in the, the rumors as well, but I think Taves would be that, you know, obviously that guy you want centering against the other team's best player. He's um, not best player, but best line as well. He we, The best series I've ever seen Jonathan Taves play was against Ryan Kessler and the Ducks in 2015. Uh, he just, I <laughs> probably took a couple seasons off his career. Uh, just the way they played, it was rough. Ryan Kessler and Taves had some great battles, but I know a lot of teams would like to have a guy that you know, like say, like let's just we'll dive right in. Even Colorado, you got your Nathan McKinnon, you got Miko Ranton, and you got all the other boys that focus on scoring the goals, and you got Taves kind of playing the role of uh, what Kadri did last year. Uh, I think it'd be a good fit there. I don't, I don't see it happening. As for Boston. That's kind of another weird thing for me. I don't know like why you'd want to bring in a guy, move some pieces around when you are having a great season. They're, the Bruins are unbelievable right now. I, I can't believe that they're still finding ways to win. Either. I don't think they've lost at home. Well, I think they maybe lost in uh, overtime, but they, their point streak is incredible right now. Sometimes bringing in a guy will ruin the chemistry, but yeah, can you imagine a Taves? Or actually, a Bergeron and Taves, um, you know, Selkie-like centers on the team. That the team would be good, but I just that's another thing I don't see. Uh, I, I've predicted before maybe Stevie Y would bring in Taves, but I don't think Stevie Y's not going to you know give up a first-round draft pick or a future prospect for a rental player. I think maybe 
if the if Kane and Taves stay with the Hawks and you know they don't get a new contract from the Hawks, I could see maybe them making a uh, an offer in free agency, but it's going to be tough with that ten point five cap hit on both parties, Kane and Taves. Uh, obviously. Kane has been drawing interest from probably just about every contending team just to, you know, I'm sure Davidson's hearing some offers and it all comes down to Kane and Taves. But the one team that I'm very interested in is hearing Dallas be interested in this. I don't, I just couldn't imagine Patrick Kane playing for a division rival. It would suck, but even if it was only for 20 games, but the thought of Jason Robertson and Patrick Kane together, oof, man, this kid could score already. Can imagine if he had an elite uh, playmaker? That would be incredible. Uh, well, in some other news, the World Junior Tournament is going to be starting soon, which I've always watched. I love watching it. The Hawks have um, four prospects, and they are represented uh, the most in the NHL. Uh, they have Nolan Allen, who was a Bowman first-round defensive pick, which I thought was a good pick for Bowman. Uh, Ethan Del Mastro, Kevin Korchinski, this uh, recent first-round pick of the last draft, and uh, Colton Dock. He actually just made the cut of the World Junior Team. Uh, for me, Kevin Korchinski, I'm going to be really zeroing in on. He... Um, I thought he could have made the team this season. He, that's how good he was. Preseason, he, him and Reichel had some good connection passes. Uh, man, it looks like they've been playing together for a couple of years. But Korchinski is going to be that next, I think, puck mover. Kale McCarr, not saying he's going to be Kale McCarr, but he, he moves the puck very well, skates it up, very confident. It's hard, it's hard for a young defenseman, and he, he looked good. Very, looked very good in the preseason. And I think his partner is actually... Uh, Del Maestro, which I haven't heard too much about him, but it's it's awesome to know that we have three solid defensemen in the pipeline that could be on the team in the future. Uh, Colton Dockovo, obviously heard about, you know his upside. Uh, I just <laughs> it's just kind of weird knowing that your brother was on the same club and you know they traded him. They really botched Kirby Dock. Uh, I don't know if that's in the back of his mind, but. I urge all the Hawks fans to watch the World Juniors. I mean, even over the Hawks, zero in on these kids. And it'll get you excited about the future. Um, in other news, the the Devils have really cooled off. I think they've dropped six games since that incredible hot streak they had. I still think that they're going... I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I know, it's, I know they're at the top, but if you... Look back a couple weeks ago, these guys were ahead in the standings by like, man, unbelievable. I think it was like 10 or 12 points. Now they're only up by four from uh, two to third or two to five, I think. So one little hot streak like the Rangers, they kind of came back. They're they're winning six game, uh, seven games in a row now. So it's going to be a it's going to be interesting at the. Um, you know, the grind of the playoffs. I, I still think the Devils are going to fall short, though. You can call me crazy. It's very unpopular on Twitter, but uh, I just I don't see what's so good about the team. Jack Hughes has actually been playing very well. He makes me and Mike kind of look stupid. We kind of made fun of him a little bit, but, you know, I'm not, not sold on the goaltending, not sold on the defense, but uh, if, if I, I, 
they've definitely made improvements, but I still think they're going to fall short. I think uh, Keith Yandel said it on, uh, I think it was TSN, like a Hockey Night in Canada show, I think it was. He said he still doesn't think the Devils are going to make it either, and he received so much backlash from everybody. But, hey, they're they're cooling off, and uh, so far Keith Yandel is looking smart. Um, in other news, the Edmonton Oilers have agreed to sign Stuart Skinner to a three-year extension. So this is crazy because (laughs) the Oilers signed Jack Campbell over the summer to fill that big hole in the goaltending because, uh, the goaltending was awful last year. And now Stuart Skinner has kind of taken over push Jack Campbell to the side. I think he's making like five million too. So he's gonna be making five million sitting on the bench for a while because this kid's red hot. Um the the media's asked Kenny Holland what are they gonna do? Like what do you what are you thinking with this uh three year deal when you just signed Campbell? He goes, I don't care as long as we get wins. So Kenny Holland knows how to win. He's you know he's with the Red Wings all those seasons. You gotta gotta give him a little credit. But uh in other news, uh, Tage Thompson, one of the NHL's blossoming stars, this kid is just red hot. He's got 26 goals, human highlight reel. Um, what I didn't know about Tage Thompson was he was involved in that Ryan O'Reilly trade a couple of years back. And, uh, you know, that's the year the Blues won the cup. And, um, you know, it's crazy for St. Louis. I mean, you, this kid is an absolute sniper right now, and he fitting in great in Buffalo. But, you know, I, I know it's, it kind of reminds me of when the Dallas Stars traded for Joe Newendike, and they traded Aginla to get Newendike. You know, it was like a package deal. But, you know, Aginla went on to score 600 goals. He never won that Stanley Cup. But, um, but the Dallas Stars did that season. So. You got to think like, okay, St. Louis sold their future like stud to get Ryan O'Reilly that, you know, that two-way Selkie-like defenseman, and they did end up winning that cup, but it's got to sting a little bit if you're a Blues fan. For me, I'm happy as a Hawks fan. We don't have to watch this kid just completely destroy us six, seven, eight games a year, uh, but I think the kid is, um, you know, the kid is very special. He's very... Looks very humble out there. He's, he's not not cocky or arrogant. He goes out, scores. I, he scored five goals against the Blue Jackets, and it looks like he didn't wasn't even really celebrating much. I know it's the Blue Jackets, but if, if I scored five goals, if I scored one goal in a game, it would be like a Stanley Cup Game Seven OT celebration. So good for him. He's becoming the NHL's uh, fans one of the most uh, fa- uh, popular players right now, and I, I'm a big fan of him as well. Uh, in other news, we got the, um, let's see, that. like I said, the World Junior Tournament. I'm not sure what's going on with USA, but USA-Canada is always, you know, a fun rivalry to watch. You know, I I always, you know, I want to watch the Hawks, but usually I kind of put the NHL on side to, uh, to watch this tournament. It's always great. Me and my father-in-law sit down and watch it and watch the Rising Stars. I remember... Kirby Doc was the captain the one season, and we were we were all excited, like yes, the Hawks are in such good shape, and look how it turned out. So, Bo Byram again, he 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 came up through the World Juniors Team Canada. He's the Stanley Cup champion now with the uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche, and 
the rest is history, you know. So it, it's fun to see these kids, and we could uh, see what we got in the future. So I, I again, I, I recommend everybody uh, tune into that. Uh, in other news, Josh Morrissey is still tearing it up to, with the Winnipeg Jets. Um, th- this team came out of nowhere, but again, this is my prediction for the uh, Norris Trophy. Kind of crazy, kind of came out of nowhere, but I still, I'm still gonna say he's gonna win the Norris this year. The way he's playing, if he could, hopefully he could stay healthy. Um, the Blues recently played the uh, Canucks, and Jordan Cairo got a hat trick. He's kind of had a slow start. Um, you know, he's a very slow start, but he's gonna be a good player for the Blues. The Blues got to figure it out too. They're not not playing as well as obviously, which I don't care, but I still, I don't want them getting Connor Bedard or anything. Uh, other news, we got uh, Gorgiev playing well for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he beat the New York Islanders in a shootout last night. This kind of makes you think, like, man, maybe the Rangers should have held on to this kid because um, having a good backup goal is huge. And I know Halak's not really... Uh, I talked to the boys from the Broadway block. They, they're not really uh, crazy about Euro Halak. He's, he's up there in age, I try to tell them. I don't know why... Um, <laughs> why they're so hard on the guy, but they are. Um, and we um, had we had a little minor trade in the NHL before the trade uh, freeze that they're going to have before the holidays. Uh, Michael Delzato is heading to the Ducks in a three-team trade. Uh, he was traded from the Panthers to the Red Wings for forward Giovanni Smith and then was traded to the Red Wings to Anaheim in exchange for Danny O'Regan. So, just a minor little uh, sh- uh, shuffle here, it seems like, but Delzato's 32 years old. He's been around, man. He's been probably on, like, five, six, seven different teams. So, uh, in, we got one more little headline here. Um, I'm hearing that Canucks captain Bo Horvat might be on the trade block as well. I don't, not really getting that one. I mean, I thought this guy was going to be a Canuck forever. But um, obviously it's weighing on him because the team, you know, had a slow start. Bruce Boudreaux uh, came in last season and kind of kind of shook it up a little bit and um, kind of got him back on track. They fell short, but that was a team. There's some good prospects on that team. You, you got Thatcher Demko in that. You got Quinn Hughes, a good puck-moving defenseman, and obviously Bo Horvat. But, hey, maybe they're going to blow it up. Um, so uh, I want to just thank everybody again for listening to the podcast. It's, it's been fun. Me and Mike really enjoy this. Uh, I hope you guys have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Uh, stay safe and healthy out there and we will see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you.